Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. Forget the hustle, we're here to live life well and enjoy work. So join us for a drink, a cuddle, and some super authentic work chat with your hosts, Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmore. That's us! Um, and if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe because this will help others to discover the podcast. And stay tuned until the very end of the episode because this is where we drop our extra special resource of the week, which we sometimes make up as we're going along. It's Don't very fun. Me. It's yeah. very fun. <laughs> we'll get like, to, you know, 40 minutes in and then be like, oh, that's what we should do. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I think that's good. It's like, it's more authentic, which is what we claim our podcast is, Penny. Yeah. We're all about the authenticity. Authenticity. So I feel like full disclosure, we should let people know that we've had a couple of happy hour drinks. Yeah. And do you want to tell them what one of the drinks was? Yes. It was Bailey's. Bailey's? On ice. On ice? I'm fucking hell, man. It was delicious. Do you, do you like... Do you know anyone who's under the age of like 70 who drinks Bailey's? So no, I don't. But also when I was a teenager, I loved it. That's true. It's delicious. Mm, but it's, it's like also... a chocolate alcoholic milkshake. Yeah. It mm. reminds me a lot of Christmas though. Totally. Yes. We used to leave it out for my dad. Yeah. So, I mean, we left it out for Santa. Oh, okay. Who was my dad. Oh, that's cute. Mm. We used to leave it out for my dad. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you know, when he... My mom was always like, Santa doesn't like cookies, really. <laughs> I love your parents. That's oh, fantastic. Alcoholism. Santa actually likes alcohol. Mm, he needs a little nightcap. Oh, I love. Do you? Are you like? How much do you like Christmas? Oh, five thousand. I love. Do you know it. what? This is fucking weird. Okay, so we've gotten to the point where I'm swearing a lot now. Yeah. I'm going to try and scale that back. <laughs> but this is crazy. I had full on winter nostalgia. Like over the last couple of days, I was like, wouldn't it be perfect? if it was snowing right now. I love Christmas so much that even in like the dead of summer where it's like beautiful summer evening, I'm like, Christmas. It would be better if it was Christmas right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And I like it. I love just before Christmas in Germany when it gets like dark at three in the afternoon. I know. And you're like, I guess it's snack time. It's Yeah, exactly. It's when you eat <laughs> snack, and you snack. go to bed early yeah. and you have those cozy nights. Oh, and it's like really frosty outside. And when you're walking along the street, there are like the golden lights in the windows of the it's apartment. It's so nice. It's magical. I love it. Mm. Yeah. And then um, it just goes into full gray misery. Yeah. Then it's awful. After yeah. in January, it's the worst ever. My recommendation is to go to Australia for like a month or two. But yeah. Oh, totally. Mm. Or anywhere warm, really. Because yeah. Australia is really it's far. Blistering hot. Global warming's happening. Yeah. It's all on. The thing about like when it's cold outside is it makes you feel less bad, at least personally me, uh, when I want to like watch several episodes <gasps> of totally. a series. Yeah. I always say that at the end of the summer, I have like summer fatigue. Yeah. I'm like, I am exhausted by trying to enjoy the day. <laughs> yeah. It is. I just want to be a blob. Totally. Mm. Have you watched anything really great lately? Uh, oh, Chernobyl. Oh, so this is what everybody's talking about. Mm. I need to start watching that. I just finished Assassination of Versace. Oh, I watched a few episodes of that and then I just couldn't go on. But did you get creeped out? No, but I, I also knew the story oh, because see. I'm a murderino. Yeah, yeah. And you that love... means I listened to the podcast My Favourite Murder with Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Yeah. They're, the, they're like the original podcast babes. Yeah. 
They basically just read the Wikipedia pages of famous murders, but they make it hilarious, which it deserves to be. Yeah, nothing nothing, better than making fun of murder. Yeah, there's (laughs) nothing funnier than death. Right? It's absurd. But I really loved, so the thing about this series that I found is that it's like, um, it was really, really good for the first few episodes because it was so creepy and weird. And then I was watching with my boyfriend and he got a little bit bored because then they get into like the nitty gritty of like his background and how he was raised and all these kind of things. But I love that. Mm. You know, I want to know about this person. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Um, so I he love got the a little psychology bored, but... of weirdos. Oh, yeah. Mm, like, I mean, nobody's just weird for no reason. Yeah. I mean, maybe once in a while that They're happens. They're made, not born. And we should know. Hey! <laughs> That was us cheersing Bailey's, by the way. Because <laughs> we're classy. We were like a little tired before we were recording and I was like, let's have a shot of whiskey. And then we realized that Brittany has a really nice whiskey collection that might belong to her boyfriend. That's right. So yeah. we decided to go for something cheaper. <laughs> Bailey's, baby. Yeah. Well, we couldn't do a pickleback. I'm curious if our listeners know what a pickleback is. Oh, yeah. Um. So a pickleback is a delicious, savory drink. <laughs> <laughs> Some people truly hate it. I love it. Um, So you have a shot of whiskey and then you chase it with a shot of pickle brine. Yeah. That juice. Just foul in itself. And then you eat a little slice of pickle. I mean, it's just a savory delight. Well, the thing about it that I really love Mm. is you take a shot of something pretty strong Mm. and then you follow it with something like stronger, Mm. but also that doesn't taste like alcohol. So it's this like, it cuts through Mm. that. and The saltiness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you like a pickle, then you'd love a pickleback. Flipping love a pickle. Yeah. I would encourage people to do it. Uh, Try it. Yeah. You know? Especially if you hate pickles. Just break through. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Penny. What else? What do you got on your mind? What's happening? Okay, so tell me. Uh, everybody's going to be listening to this weeks after the fact, but yeah. today, uh, so over the weekend, I was like, I really want to write an article. So I used to write lots of articles and try and get them published in in different places. Yeah. Um, and this weekend, I was like, I need to get back on that train. I've got time. Back on the wagon. Um, and so I submitted something, and I found out today that it's getting published. Hello. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty thrilled about that. Um, and for the zeitgeist, it is about the Uber black, um, quiet feature, which some of you might've read about where you can ask your driver if you order an Uber black service to stay quiet during the journey. And so it's essentially, it's my opinion on that. Can you tell us like just essentially what you think, like what's your auto response to that? I mean, I, so essentially there's two parts. One part is like, people who can afford uber blacks don't need to talk to less people who aren't rich people right they need to talk to more people who aren't rich people (laughs) so there's like the class struggle there and then the other side of it is like talking to strangers is really good for you and that is scientifically proven so if you want to know more about that look up weak ties it sounds like a really hardcore like mean term for strangers, but essentially science and sociology proves that talking to your barista or having a quick chat with your yoga teacher or a bus driver or something, that makes you feel more connected to your community and it makes you feel more psychologically safe. So while we're very, like society's very averse to small talk, it's actually good for you. 
And I, I could like that makes perfect sense to yeah, me. Yeah. 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 I mean, like just connecting to the world around you, it's a really nice thing. So I was I was really happy to have that published, but then I also reflected on so the first thing I ever got published mm-hmm. was in Huffington Post, which is by no way mm-hmm. a reputable publication. Right. But it's big. <laughs> but also I got paid not a dime. Yeah. And also they've now removed, like it's gone now, it's gone off the internet and it was a um, funny little piece called The Benefits of Being a Little Bit Mean or something like that. Okay. And having the, like getting the email from a person saying, yes, we're going to publish this on my website. I came home and I was like, Max, that's my boyfriend. This is the best day of my life. (laughs) Like I was pooping myself. I was so happy. And now I've had a few things published. I just reflected on the fact that I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, and even though I'm getting paid for this one and it's in a better publication, I still like the, the excitement levels aren't there. So I'd really tried Mm. to like tap back into the excitement somehow instead of just letting these milestones. Yeah. Cause that's big. It's like yeah. it's something. It's your. It's Penny Blackmore's opinion. It's out my. In the world. It's my opinion. Yeah. Oh God, I have so many opinions. The only, okay, so the only thing because I have heard a lot of discussion around this uh, quiet ride, Uber mm. and quiet ride. Please, yes. And the only thing, so I totally agree. I think that we should absolutely talk more to each other, and that it's very healthy to have these casual conversations. The only thing that I think that people probably somewhere people are talking about this, but I haven't seen it very Mm. much is like, what about, so I've, I actually haven't had this happen so often, but I know of a lot of women who take these Ubers and are actually like harassed. Yes. Yeah. In the rides. That's a really good point actually. You know, and, and they, they actually feel like very unsafe because obviously Mm. they're getting dropped off at their house Yeah, and you know, and they're kind of like, and, and they're, you know, I've had people say to me that they were like asked out. I think this is, you also said that Mm. too, right? Yeah. Asked on dates and stuff and like, and I had an Uber driver kiss my hand. Oh, I was just like, no, Yeah, like let me out. So that's the thing where I'm like, maybe that could be a good thing. But then on the other hand. Like, like, how is that going to stop someone from being like you? I think that we also need to get to a point where we're feeling like comfortable enough to maybe say to a person like, hey, Mm. I don't really want to talk. Yeah. It's interesting because like, I guess I don't necessarily have an issue with the concept of asking for a quiet ride. And a lot of people have made the comment that they do work in an Uber, like yeah. they'll, they'll deliberately catch an Uber so that they have, um, especially in cities like London and New York, where you're going underground on the subway, yeah. you catch an Uber above ground in order to get um, cell reception yeah. and that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. So I'm, I don't necessarily have a problem with the idea of having a quiet ride and everyone knows the pleasure of like yes. not having to do that, but it was more as a comment on the whole about how much we are allowing ourselves to be disconnected from society and yeah. then also complaining about how lonely we all are because yeah. apparently like loneliness is kind of reaching epidemic proportions. That's like rampant, isn't it? Yeah. Like everybody's lonely these there days. Was a, in the UK, they've appointed a minister for loneliness. What? Well, either a minister for loneliness or something along those lines. Okay. Wow. Yeah, because they're having this serious problem with um, with people just feeling completely disconnected. So I just wanted to draw the parallel between this world of convenience that we've created with all of our digital products and all our uh, delivery services and yeah. 
um, you know, like Uber black quiet rides and then the kind of follow on effect of that. What that means. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to read this. Well, bad thank boy. you. That's exciting. Thank you. Hopefully by, yeah, by this stage we should be able to put it in the show notes. So yeah, you can definitely. have a little read of an Australian newspaper. Ooh. <laughs> so I know you're all dying to do that. Can't wait. Actually, we weren't cheers too many times. Um, and a lot. How are you? How are you, Brittany? Tell me everything. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, Penny. Pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few kind of like work trips coming up mm-hmm. and I'm gearing up for where are you going? What um, you doing? So f- I'm going to San Francisco in like a week. Awesome. Um, so probably by the time this one airs, I will have come, uh, gone and come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking, like I love traveling for mm. work. I find it mm. really, I find it really inspiring as well. Yes. It always gets me really energized mm. about my job mm. and what I do. And you meet new people and have conversations with strangers, mm-hmm. hopefully, Absolutely. you know, if you're not choosing a quiet ride Mm. um and uh yeah and I I mean I love like San Francisco is such a cool city Mm. there's so much going on there I mean it scares me a little bit because of just like the whole like the work culture there is very very different it's pretty insane it's very insane (laughs) yeah so I'm always like a little bit like okay like because you get sucked into these things so easily don't Mm. you when you're surrounded by it it's just like you just pick it up Mm. so uh, anyway but I'm what I'm focusing on on this trip is trying to keep it like trying to keep like healthy mm. and like active yes yeah <laughs> while traveling it's uh, so difficult do you know what I feel like the hardest thing about work travel is keeping your physical health up to date it's so hard. because it's like you get home you're exhausted you're in a hotel room or whatever so yeah. you just order a club sandwich from room service For and sure. it's like uh, yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> Problem is, it's delicious. You're like, I right? love club sandwiches. I'm telling you. But you haven't seen a vegetable in like three weeks. Yeah. It's funny how the veggies just get tossed by the wayside. Nobody cares. No. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, Nobody by the cares. way, I mean, like, also, if Brittany's going to the company that I think she's going to, mm-hmm. I think that's, um, I mean, like, I have been to that company too to yes. work with those guys. Yes. And, um, I mean, like, they are so flipping smart. Yeah. And so passionate and yeah. so interesting. And it's just such a fascinating experience. It and really like, is. Yeah. Mm. You kind of, you leave feeling pretty, like, invigor- invigorated. Yeah. 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 Um, which is really nice. Yeah. So I am really looking forward to that. And then on the back end of that, because what I always try to do with work travel, especially going very far, like mm. going to North America, mm. I always try to, like, piggyback a little vacay, a few days or whatever. So I'm going to go see my friend who lives in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah so that'll be nice. It's LA is also in just a whole nother can of mm. worms as well. Mm. Such an interesting place. I've, I feel like I've never been to LA properly, but I really need to do it. I can't decide if you'd, I think you'd hate it. I think I would hate it too. <laughs> I mean, like everyone says I would hate it. I'm yeah. much more of a New York kind of girl, yes. but um, I, I, you know, like I would like to tap into the Joan Didion kind of LA, which okay. is very sort of. Who's Joan uh, Didion? Oh, she's this, um, oops, sorry about the chair, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that big a deal. But um, she's a writer. Mm-hmm. She is, like, considered, I would guess, to be, like, the uh, pinnacle of people who write about L.A. So oh, she kind okay. of re- writes about celebrity culture. She writes about the landscape. She writes about the culture there. Yeah. And it's really, like, she paints a very evocative picture. Right. Um about like actors and celebrities and 
all this sort of thing. So yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, she, she makes it very appealing in a way, Yeah, but I have a feeling that's her talent and not the actual place. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the thing that's cool about LA that I think you would actually really enjoy mm. is that you will, you can and will see celebrities everywhere Everywhere. yeah like it's actually kind of crazy and a lot of times like for me like you'd be fine because you're very good at recognizing people and you know so good at it you're very good Mm. and you know all the celebrity names and blah blah blah. but like I'll like last time I was in LA I kept seeing people and I was like who is that I know that person I think you know (laughs) and they're they're like looking at you being like oh my god that person just recognized me but doesn't know who I am and they know like Mm. they know that if they're not like Brad Pitt I'm just not gonna know their name Mm. you know but I'm like I'm pretty sure I've seen that person in this series on Netflix do you want to know my ultimate celebrity sighting yes so my sister and I were in Barney's in New York Mm -hmm. and uh we saw Jessica Simpson which wasn't the ultimate sighting okay but that would be fascinating but we bought shoes because of her I don't know why like just her presence we were like we'll take these I love that um and then we got in the elevator to go downstairs and we were in the elevator with Puff Daddy that's actually crazy it's massive like it was there was only four people in the elevator me my sister Puff Daddy and his security guard that's wild and he was like how are you girls doing and we were like, we're great, thanks. And he's like, You can't you see from? my face right now, but I'm just like. Is this insane? That's crazy. Yeah, and then he, he got in a huge stretch hummer out the front. Yeah. I mean, and like, you he, were just like, can I? <laughs> no. Can I just follow you? I like, wouldn't know what to do with it. I, 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 no, a rapper. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't yeah, even hang out with him. I'd be like, so what books have you read lately? <laughs> I'm sorry, that might be a bit discriminatory, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm not cool like that. No, yeah, you're definitely not, like, chill for a rapper. But neither am I. Like, we're both very uncouth. I was like, well, I listened to, you know, Radiohead in high school. I didn't listen to Puff Daddy. Oh, I definitely went through a bit of, like, a a hip-hop phase, I have to say. As did most teenage girls, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it. Worth salt. Penny, let's see what our first letter is all about. Here we go. Dear Brittany and Penny, I have been working in my job for about six months. It's recently dawned on me that unfortunately <laughs> my boss is a dick. <laughs> oh, this is the perfect letter oh, for us. Oh, I'm so glad we got this one. So good. She's rude, brash, immature, and generally a horrible person to work for. Wow. This is aggressive. Yeah. Even socially, she's unbearable. She talks over people and dominates the conversation to the point where we all just sit and listen. This is a real bummer because my team's great and we're doing meaningful work. I just can't stand her. What should I do? Thanks, Ava. <laughs> when wow. I saw this in the inbox, I just cried laughing. I was like, this is I love that she's this... just like, I hate her. Yeah. Um, on a personal level. I mean, if you're at that point, mm. I don't even like, wow, that mm. is a lot. Okay, so I mean, like, my first step, because Eva, if you like your team, you've only been there six months. You don't want to just hop straight to another job. You want to give it a bit more of a chance. Yeah. So you've got three options in my eyes. You okay. either have to just learn to live with her and not do anything about it. Yeah. So just suck it up. Yeah. Which once you like make that decision, decision. Yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's yeah. actually surprisingly a lot easier. A hundred percent. Yeah. The second option is to, uh, you know, get a new job, yeah. which I don't know if I really recommend at this point. And then the third option is make friends with her. 
Like I know that sounds like a crazy tip, but sometimes when you get to know people, you realize that they're not a complete asshole. That's true. They're actually very insecure and they're very like nervous about their whatever. Yeah. They've got their issues. Yeah. So I reckon that would be my first tactic. And like everybody has some redeeming qualities. Absolutely. You know, everybody has something that you can be like, I like that person because Mm. of this. Yeah. And that's helpful if you can find a few of those things Mm. and hone in on them. A hundred percent. Just focus your attention on that. And also like, it's better to be, if she's a dick, it's better to be on her good side than her bad side. So like, I would just (laughs) like ask her to lunch and just be like, I'd really like to get to know you and like ask your advice or something. Like we said in the last episode, sometimes asking for a favor can really make people believe that they like you. That's so true. if you sit at, and often have you found this, Brittany, like once you get people one-on-one, they're heaps better than in a crowd. Yes. This is so true. It is so true. You pull an asshole out away from like the people in the pull spotlight. the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Holy asshole. <laughs> um, away from like the, you know, the audience or yes. the group and you will uncover that. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think most of the time it's insecurity. Mm. Um, if they're a pure, like bona fide asshole, then that will become very evident very yep. quickly. Yeah. And then you can deal with that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I think asking to lunch is totally what you should do. Yeah. yeah. Bring them to lunch, have a chat. Um, and like, I find like, I've met a lot of people in my life, especially like in the, in the comedy space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, should I say this? They come across as full assholes, yes. right? Like you're like, I hate this person. They, they clearly don't see the, uh, things the same way that I do at all. Like we're mm. at opposite spectrums. And then you kind of actually have a chat with them and you find out you're like, Oh, totally. They've had like something weird happen to them or whatever. They thought they have to behave this way to gain respect or whatever it is. Mm. You'll find that out. For sure. Yeah. And also like I would, t- when you take this person out to lunch, I think you should like really dig into how they got their current job. Like just be like, so how did, like, how did that promotion come about? And like, um, what was that like for you? And did you find you had to like, especially for a woman, maybe she found that she had to live up to this, um, kind of expectation of, or this image of a a male leader who's very overconfident. Like you never know that if you do a bit of investigating, she might really kind of, I hate to use the word soften because it's like, very female but she might just come across as a little bit more human and you might figure out like oh shit like she's really sort of playing to this stereotype yeah I think that's a really good point I I think often in women leaders they've sort of been drilled like it's been drilled into them that they need to be a certain way Mm. in order to command respect Mm -hmm. and to appear very confident and it could just be that yeah yeah and honestly Brittany I know this like might be ridiculous but Mm -hmm. I am not very good, especially when I meet a group of semi-strangers. I'm always too much and I'm aware of it and I'm like trying to stop myself, but I can't. I always just go too far and I'm like, I dominate a little bit, but one-on-one I'm pretty sure I'm much better. That's interesting. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I literally hate myself after <laughs> after a group interaction. Aww. I'm like, oh, shut up 
up. Like, stop talking. You don't need to do this. You don't need to be like this clown or whatever. Right, yeah. But, um, you know, That's like a, it's just something that happens to some people. Yeah, and mm. it's a, I think probably it's because you're in this group and you're a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, totally. And you want to like fill silences. Oh, and I'm a want... big gap filler. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Love to fill the gaps. <laughs> yeah. I also uh, like to fill a gap. Mm. And I do I do talk, uh, like my story, oh, people often complain about my storytelling techniques. Do they? Yeah. Just that I. I really enjoy your stories. Oh, you're so sweet. You do really good, like you build the tension. Yeah. And then you do the full facial expressions. Yes. I don't know. I really enjoy okay, them. Okay, maybe I've gotten a little bit better over the years, mm. but it used to be that I would like take people all the way around oh, yeah. the world. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give all the little details and about then the, the end woman. You're like, and so I bought the white shirt. Yeah, and exactly. Was like that's it. So, I'm like, so but there was a man sitting in the corner and he was wearing blue, which was funny because I really liked the blue he was wearing. So like my mother. And literally there's nothing to do with this man. Yeah, like that's the classic Britney story. Do you know what you do if you're telling a really bad story? What? And you realize in yeah. time. that happens. You just stop and you say, and then I found $50. <laughs> and people are like, oh! What a great story. Yeah, I mean, I can't do this anymore because I've done it so many times. That people are like, then you found $50, right, Penny? That is so and I'm like, funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm out. See you later. I'm yeah. tapping out. Bye-bye. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that this is a really good point. I think we need to, like, not jump to conclusions mm. so quickly about people. Mm. If this woman is a true asshole, then when you pull her out of the crowd, she'll still be an asshole. Mm. And then you can really think about your options and be like, Hmm. Do mm. I want to work for an mm. asshole? And can I ignore her? Like how right. impactful is her assholiness on your life? Yeah. Cause if you have this great team at work and you love what you're doing and you feel like it's meaningful, that's also something that is not the easiest to find. And I think what people often, I, I hear this a lot these days, people like complaining about their jobs and their manager, this and that. And it's like, Everywhere you go, there's, there's no be, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's totally be problems. And also, oh, I just thought of something else. What if your boss is like getting? What if her boss is awful? Right. What if her boss is like, hey, you know how you smashed the targets for last month? Let's double your target now. Mm-hmm. You know, what if she's under this immense pressure? Like, I think yes. sometimes when I think someone's horrible, I definitely try. And go, okay, let's, instead of judging, I'm going to do the opposite thing, which is be curious and like delve in there and be like, tell me about your life. How can I help you? Yeah. What can I do? Like flip the switch, flip the script a little bit. And I think especially like as women, it's nice to sometimes, it's so easy to call someone a bitch. Yes. Um, and not support them, but let's try and like band together a little bit. Um, yeah. I'm also really glad that you used the word asshole to describe a woman. <laughs> That's great. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because, yeah, we should use gender, gender neutral. neutral. <laughs> Everyone has an a- 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 opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. I love Nailed that. It. love our jingle it's so good (laughs) guys can I just say so Brittany and I Mm -hmm. when we started this podcast we were like we obviously need a jingle Mm -hmm. and Brittany's like Penny just leave it with me okay because I'm really good at this I have a talent for it (laughs) so she goes to this special website and then within 
10 minutes, she sent me three different jingles. Yeah. And the first one, I'm like, oh my God, I love it. And the second one, I'm like, I didn't think I could love this anymore, <laughs> but I love it. And then the third one, which is the one that we have right now, which is called A Happy Life 2. Happy Life! <laughs> that's what it's called. Don't it's you remember? I, I was like, that's it. Yeah. That's it. We can, this this is the could one. Could not make me happier. Yeah. Mm. It's so good. Oh, that jingle. Yeah. Hi, Penny and Brittany. I've just started a very exciting new position leading a small team and I've been given approval to hire two new people. I am so thrilled about this, but also, ah, I've never run an interview before and desperately need to know what the do's and don'ts are. I want to provide a safe space for each candidate to shine. Help. Many thanks, Doug. Oh, Doug. Oh, isn't Doug a sweetheart? What a sweetheart. What a pudding. <laughs> Little pudding. Hey, Doug. Um, this is a brilliant question. Yeah. So, like, I mean, as you guys probably already guessed it, Penny is extremely good at interviewing. Stop telling me I'm good at things. It's true. <laughs> I you're... bet you're really good at interviews too. Um, I... I've just never seen you do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you've never seen me. Okay, so I have interviewed quite a few people before mm-hmm. um, and I've gotten a lot better. But I used to be very... I used to be that person that talks through the whole interview where I'm like, oh. okay, so here's what we're doing and here's what we are. And it's really exciting. about. And I'd be like pitching the company to the person. Yes. And then would learn nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Classic. That right? is a classic classic mistake. Yeah. I think especially, uh, and I, I'm going to challenge you, I don't think I'm that good at job interviews because no. I've had a lot of feedback from people I've hired in the past who are like, I was really scared of you in the oh, interview really? because okay. I have one eyebrow that really, it goes really high on my Rise forehead. Up. I can't help it. And it's a bit of a bitchy resting face situation. Interesting. So, um, but I, but I do know the tips and tricks, yes. the techniques. So, I mean, like, first of all, the classic question is, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. How do you feel about that question? Ah, uh, so it, I think it's often like people see it as a trick question because they're like, well, what do you want to know? What do I say? Yeah. Um, and so this is uh, my main tip for interviewees is don't rattle on. They yes. don't need to know your whole life story. They don't need to know your first job. Unless you're very recently in uni, they don't need to know much about that either. Yeah, yeah. You need to talk Relevant. about who you are. Think think about it more from a brand perspective. Like, yeah. um, you know, yeah. what do you represent? What, what are, are you your, interested in? What are your key messages? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Think about it as a marketing push for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you want people to know? Um, that's a really, yeah, I, I totally, like, I think people often, like I, the last interview that I, um, did, uh, maybe not the last one, but one of the most recent ones, um, I was interviewing this person and they were talking and talking and talking. No, don't and I do got, that. And I was like, what is the point? Like, I was like, what are they trying to say here? Mm. And then I, I, was, I was very confused. So it was like, you also like, you want to talk, like when you, when you're interviewing someone, you want them to talk. But if they're rambling and they're not making a point and you feel like you're going around the world, much like my storytelling technique, <laughs> um, that's a sign that maybe they ha- they don't really know it, what they're it good at. It just shows that they're a little unfocused. Right. Unfocused, it? maybe yeah. junior or mm. like, you know, whatever. Maybe Actually, yeah. I remember interviewing this guy and we got to the end of the one hour interview and he was like, oh, I didn't really get to say what I wanted to say. And I'm like, well... I'm so sorry, but I'm very brutal in these situations. Like you've had an hour and you told me way too much about 
this thing that yeah. you did that's not that relevant to what you'll be doing with me. Yeah. Um, and it, and I have to say, like, it sucks when people botch an interview. For sure. Um, I feel bad for them, but also yeah. I need someone who's going to deliver exactly when they say they're going to deliver. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, if I send someone into a pitch, I want them to pitch at that time. They're not going to have a second chance. Totally. So. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. I mean, obviously hiring for different positions, you're going to get different styles of people and different, mm. you know, people, not everyone's going to be really super strong at interviews. So actually being a good interviewer is mm. very important as well. Yeah. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of the modern thinking around interviews is like, ignore stuff that seems good and look for what you actually want. So when you're thinking about the roles that you're about to hire, I would really start to write down what are you looking for in this person? Not in terms of like ultra specific characteristics or, um, you know, like ultra specific skills, but like what do they need to achieve and what could they use to get there? Um, And I'm also like pretty old fashioned in that I like to take someone's resume into an interview and just have it in front of me so that I can kind of go through their experience and ask questions about that. So like, tell me about this role. What kind of team did you work with? What kind of uh, achievements did you have there? Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I think the one thing that people might do often in interview situations is be like, walk me through your resume, which Mm. is just a complete waste of time. I, I truly hate the walkthrough I'm like you've got it in front of you this is not interesting or relevant as an interviewer you've already read the resume at least you should have so it's actually more about finding the places in the resume where you need more information what's relevant to what you're doing and ask more questions about that yeah yeah and also I mean like have you ever Brittany oh my gosh one thing that absolutely kills me I've had two people say to me when I've been in an uh, the interviewee Mm -hmm. and they've been like, I haven't really read your resume. And I'm like, that is so, it's a slap in the face. It's just so ridiculous. It's like, so you essentially are telling me that you haven't done your own homework. Yeah. That's your job to read my resume. It's not my job to give you a nice resume and you not read it. Yeah. And then for me to like orally tell you yeah my resume ridiculous and I think that for me as an interviewee that's a huge red flag yeah I'm like if you can't be bothered to read this simple document that I've laid out for you in the most obvious terms yeah then no this is not going to be a good working environment yeah I agree I think interviewer and interviewee should be equally prepared Mm -hmm. like it's not a one-sided street and it's not it's not like a one-sided street it's a one-sided street (laughs) it's not a one-way street that's the one that's That's the one you did it it. you did it several glasses of wine in yeah um so yeah I think that that is important I think your point about like targeting there like what are you actually looking mm. for is such a key like 100%. obviously you'll have a job description but then like look through that job description and think about like what are the key essential skills that you want this person to have and ask questions around them to mm-hmm. uncover like the one thing that is the worst that I've seen happen a lot is like okay for this for this job you need to be highly organized because we have this and this and this going on are you organized yeah no it's like what of course what are they gonna say no I'm yeah not. exactly like never okay so Doug obviously never asked never ask closed-ended questions yes. your question should always be open so a good way to do that is say uh you know the classic way is to say 
why don't you tell me about a time when you handed, handled a very messy situation in terms of like lots of stakeholders and yeah. this and that. Like how did you handle that? And then they can describe, oh, well, they might say something like, oh, well, you know, it was really stressful and I complained to my boss. Or they might say, all right, well, I mapped out all the things I have to do and I worked with the team to yeah. figure out what was prioritized. So you'll get a really good idea of like – how they tend to cope with those situations. Yeah. I think that's a really good technique of like thinking about what they'll be doing, the t- the types of projects they'll be on and then ask them like those kind of tough questions, but, but also like it, they're, they're difficult questions, but not if, if it's the right candidate, it mm. won't be a difficult question. So it's like paint that picture of scenarios mm. and find out how they would deal with them. Yeah. You know, I think that's great. I think also thinking about what, I prefer to go into interview when I'm interviewing someone I'm like there's no right or wrong answer actually no it's not like I know the right answer and you can tell it to me I'm open to anything yeah so if you're telling me that you prefer to work autonomously and check in with me occasionally if that's going to get results great that's the way you work or if you're telling me you like to work in a big team and collaborate really frequently that's okay too. There are lots of different types of people. Diversity is the best. Um, so also, I mean, like another thing I was going to say is like when you're figuring out these characteristics or qualities that you want in a, a new person, should you be asking people on the team? So if I was uh, at my old job, I worked very closely with Brittany. Um, and if I was hiring someone, I would always get to a stage where I was like, what do you think I need? Yeah. Would you like to meet this person um, since you'll be working with them day to day? Getting a second opinion is always a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, it, it helps to strengthen your bond between yourself and your coworkers, but also you want to hire someone who's going to nicely and seamlessly maybe not seamlessly, but nicely integrate with your team. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I I feel like interviews are often like these kind of like people think they're like skill assessments, but really you should already kind of know if they have the right skills based on their experience. Exactly. So it's actually the interview is mostly to find a cultural fit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very hard to define because like, what is the cult, what is a culture? It's and, and if you work in a very male dominated workplace that everybody plays foosball at lunch like it's going to be hard for any other kind of culture to fit into that but you know I think personality and character fit is super important yeah that's right yeah sorry to correct you yeah (laughs) but I mean I I would argue that like you don't want someone coming in who has who has completely different expectations of what it's going to be like working in this type of company. Mm. So you do want them to like, you do want to make sure that they will get along, like not get along, but like be be able to cope and be comfortable and be able to work effectively. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so Doug, you might want to stay tuned for our special resource of the week. Ooh. Ooh. It's going to come after the music music break. break. So, Brittany, do you know what I'm doing next week? What? I am going to a conference in Lisbon. Ooh. It's very cool. I love Lisbon. Ah, uh, it's gorgeous. Everybody's moving there, by the way. It's like the because new of, It's spot. because of Brexit. Oh, true. Mm, my yeah. old, the, the company that I used to work for in Australia 
has opened, they have a London studio, a New York studio, Malmo and Sydney. Mm-hmm. And now they're opening a Lisbon studio because of Brexit. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, it's like there's actually quite a big tech like a lot of tech companies are moving over there because yeah. it's like it's because like that they're classic, incentivizing as well. Yeah, big it's cheap time. to live there. Mm. It's a really nice city. All mm. those kind of things. I was blown away by Lisbon. It is spectacular. It's amazing. Although yeah. I had food poisoning when I was there last yeah. time. That was nasty. Oof! Food poisoning is the worst. I. I felt like I was dying. Yeah. Was That's what like, I hear about it. I've, you don't I've, understand. Yeah. I've had food poisoning once and it was really, really bad. Only well. once? I think just once. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I've had a good life. Hmm. <laughs> you must keep your food away from your butt. I think I, <laughs> I think I actually just have like a really solid stomach. Wow. I used to think I had that too, but lately. Oh, it's changing. With age. We're getting older. Oh. You know how old I am? 35. 35, baby? Fuck, that's old. 35 and fabulous. I do look 25. You look fab. Thanks. It's yeah. the Botox. <laughs> that's great because you've never had Botox. I know I haven't. Yeah. But I do use sunscreen every day. Sunscreen is That's my so tip, everyone. Important. Sunscreen every day. Every day. Even when it's cloudy. Even cloudy days. Because the sun stills Even cold days. Through. It's yeah. coming through. It's coming to get you. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Mm. Um, You guys might have realized that you stayed tuned to the end of the episode. You win. You are the winners of the podcast. Let's cheers Yay. for the hundredth time per episode. Oh, I love all the cheersing. Mm. Um, cool. So we have a really exciting resource of the week. We've mm-hmm. decided in uh, you know, to stay on topic yeah. with what we discussed in this episode, we are going to give you our favorite interview resources. Yeah. So those will include like a lot of really great interview questions, mm. how to conduct them, how to mm. format them. Um, it's gonna be fabulous. Yeah. Just it's also download good, it like, and keep it. If you're conducting inter- an interview but also if you're like going to an yeah, interview Both yeah yeah it should be a great. conversation for sure I mean like I know that when I do job interviews I'm asking questions from the get-go yeah I'm like so how does this work I saw on your website that you do this what what happens there like what, what why do you do that and they're yeah. like oh well this is why yeah. you know what I mean like just yeah. chat Go it's for just the chat. a chat. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so that's going to be really cool. You'll find that in the show notes. Oh, yeah, you will. Uh, along with a bunch of other links of things we've talked about today. And uh, you're wonderful. If you'd rate our podcast, you'd be more wonderful. That's oh, all I'm saying. We can only promise that you can become more wonderful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Every time you don't rate, review, and subscribe, a fairy dies. Oh, that's good. <gasps> I mean, that's a good incentive. If you believe in fairies. Come a on. baby dies. Ooh, Ooh, too real. Okay, sorry, too sorry, real. sorry, too sorry. Real. Went too far. Um. Anyway, <laughs> hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. This one was fun. We had a little bit to drink, <laughs> but I think that allows a free flowing conversation, which yeah. is really nice. A little, a lot of banter. Lots of the banter. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.